First Chronicles chapter 26. The following were the divisions of the gatekeepers. From the Korahites, Mesh Elamiah, son of Kor, one of the sons of Asaph. Mesh Elamiah had sons. Zechariah, the firstborn, Jed-E-A-L, the second. Zebediah the third, Jethniel the fourth, Elam the fifth, Jehohanan the sixth, Elihonai the seventh, Obed-Edom also had sons, Shemaiah the firstborn, Jehozabad the second, Joha the third, Sakar the fourth, Nathaniel the fifth, Amiel the sixth, Issachar the seventh, and Peulathai the eighth, and God blessed him. Also to his son Shemaiah were born sons who ruled over their ancestral houses because they were strong, capable men. Shem-Ai's sons, Othni, Rephael, Obed, and Elzabad, his brothers, Elihu, and Semachiah, were also capable men. All of these were among the sons of Obed-Edom, with their sons and brothers. They were capable men with strength for the work. 62 from Obed-Edom. Mesh-Elamiah also had sons and brothers who were capable men. 18. Hosha from the Merarites also had sons. Shimri the first, although he was not the firstborn, his father had appointed him as the first, Hilkiah the second, Tebaliah the third, and Zechariah the fourth. The sons and brothers of Hosa were thirteen in all. These divisions of the gatekeepers under their leading men had duties for ministering in the Lord's temple, just as their brothers did. They cast lots for each gate according to their ancestral houses, young and old alike. The lot for the east gate fell to Shelemiah. They also cast lots for his son Zechariah, an insightful counselor, and his lot came out for the north gate. Obed-Edom's was the south gate, and his sons' lot was for the storehouses. It was the west gate and the gate of Shalaketh on the ascending highway for Shupim and Husa. There were guards stationed at every watch. There were 
six Levites each day on the east, four each day on the north, four each day on the south, and two pair at the storehouses, as for the court on the west. There were four at the highway and two at the court. Those were the divisions of the gatekeepers from the sons of the Korahites and Mararites. From the Levites, Ahijah was in charge of the treasuries of God's temple and the treasuries of what had been dedicated from the sons of Ladan, who were the sons of the Gershonites, through Ladan and were the heads of families belonging to Ladan, the Gershonite, Jehieli, the sons of Jehieli, Zetham, and his brother Joel were in charge of the treasuries of the Lord's temple. From the Amramites, the Isherites, the Hebronites, and the Uzielites, Shubiel, a descendant of Moses' son Gershom, was the officer in charge of the treasuries. His relative, through Eliezer, his son Rehabiah, his son Jeshaiah, his son Joram, his son Zikri, his son Shelomith. This Shelomith and his brothers were in charge of all the treasuries of what had been dedicated by King David by the heads of families who were the commanders of thousands and of hundreds and by the army commanders. They dedicated part of the plunder from their battles for the repair of the Lord's temple. All that Samuel, the seer, Saul, son of Kish, Abner, son of Ner, and Job, son of Zeruiah, had dedicated, along with everything else that had been dedicated, were in the care of Shelomith and his brothers. From the Israelites, Shenaniah and his sons had the outside duties as officers and judges over Israel from the Hebronites, Hashabiah and his relatives, 1,700 capable men, had assigned duties in Israel, west of the Jordan, for all the work of the Lord and for the service of the king. From the Hebronites, Jerijah was the head of the Hebronites, according to the genealogical records of his ancestors. A search 
was made in the 40th year of David's reign and strong, capable men were found among them at Jazir in Gilead. There were among Jerijah's relatives 2,700 capable men who were heads of families. King David appointed them over the Reubenites, the Gadites, and half the tribe of Manasseh as overseers in every matter relating to God and the king. First Chronicles chapter 27. This is the list of the Israelites, the heads of families, the commanders of thousands and the commanders of hundreds, and their officers who served the king in every matter to do with the divisions that were on rotated military duty each month throughout the year. There were 24,000 in each division. Josh Obam, son of Zabdiel, was in charge of the first division for the first month. 24,000 were in his division. He was a descendant of Perez and chief of all the army commanders for the first month. Dodei, the Ahohite, was in charge of the division for the second month, and Mikloth was their leader. 24,000 were in his division. The third army commander as chief for the third month was Ben-Aiah, son of Jehoiada, the priest. 24,000 were in his division. This Ben-Aiah was a mighty man among the 30 and over the 30. And his son, Amizabad, was in charge of his division. The fourth commander for the fourth month was Job's brother Asahel, and his son Zebediah was commander after him. 24,000 were in his division. The fifth for the fifth month was the commander Shamhuth, the Izrahite. 24,000 were in his division. The sixth for the sixth month was Ira, son of Ikesh, the Tekoite. 24,000 were in his division. The seventh for the seventh month was Helez, the Pelonite, from the sons of Ephraim. 24,000 were in his division. The eighth for the eighth month was Sebekai, the Hushathite, Azarahite. 24,000 were in his division. The ninth, for the ninth month, was Abiezer, the Anathathite, a Benjaminite. 24,000 were in his division. The tenth, for the tenth month, was Maharaei, the Netophathite, a Zerahite, 24,000 were in his division. The 11th, for the 11th month, was Ben-Aiah, the Pirathonite, from the sons of Ephraim. 
24,000 were in his division. The twelfth for the twelfth month was held Ai, the Neto Fathite of Othniel's family. 24,000 were in his division. The following were in charge of the tribes of Israel. For the Reubenites, Eliezer, son of Zikri, was the chief official. For the Simeonites, Shephatiah, son of Makah. For the Levites, Hashabiah, son of Kemuel. For Aaron, Zadok. For Judah, Elihu, one of David's brothers. For Issachar, Omri, son of Michael. For Zebulun, Ishmaiah, son of Obadiah. For Naphtali, Jeremoth, son of Azriel. For the Ephraimites, Hoshea, son of Azaziah. For half the tribe of Manasseh, Joel, son of Pedaiah. For half the tribe of Manasseh, in Gilead, Ido, son of Zechariah. For Benjamin, Jasiel, son of Abner. For Dan, Azarel, son of Jeroham. Those were the leaders of the tribes of Israel. David didn't count the men age 20 or under, for the Lord had said he would make Israel as numerous as the stars of heaven. Job, son of Zeruiah, began to count them, but he didn't complete it. There was wrath against Israel because of this census, and the number was not entered in the historical record of King David. As Maveth, son of Adiel, was in charge of the king's storehouses, Jonathan, son of Uzziah, was in charge of the storehouses in the country, in the cities, in the villages, and in the fortresses. Ezri, son of Shaleb, was in charge of those who worked in the fields tilling the soil. Shimei, the Ramathite, was in charge of the vineyards. Zabdi, the ship Hamite, was in charge of the produce of the vineyards for the wine cellars. Baal Hanan, the Gedarite, was in charge of the olive and sycamore trees in the Judean foothills. Joash was in charge of the stores of olive oil. Shit. Rai, the Sharonite, was in charge of the herds that grazed 
in Sharon, while Shaphat, son of Adli, was in charge of the herds in the valleys. Obil, the Ishmaelite, was in charge of the camels. Jed-Aiah, the Maranathite, was in charge of the donkeys. Jaziz, the Hagrite, was in charge of the flocks. All these were officials in charge of King David's property. David's uncle Jonathan was a counselor. He was a man of understanding and a scribe. Jehiel, son of Hakmani, attended the king's sons. Ahitophel was the king's counselor. Hushai, the archite, was the king's friend. After Atifophel came Jehoiada, son of Ben Aiah, then Abiathar. Job was the commander of the king's army. Second Peter chapter one. Simeon, Peter, a slave and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who have obtained a faith of equal privilege with ours through the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. May grace and peace be multiplied to you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. His divine power has given us everything required for life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness by these he has given us very great and precious promises so that through them you may share in the divine nature escaping the corruption that is in the world because of evil desires for this very reason make every effort to supplement your faith with goodness goodness with knowledge knowledge with self-control self-control with endurance endurance with godliness godliness with brotherly affection and brotherly affection with love for if these qualities are yours they are for if these qualities are yours and are increasing they will keep you from being useless or unfruitful in the knowledge of our lord jesus christ the person who lacks these things is blind and short-sighted and has forgotten the cleansing from his past sins therefore brothers make every effort to confirm your calling and election 
Because if you do these things, you will never stumble. For in this way, entry into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, will be richly supplied to you. Therefore, I will always remind you about these things, even though you know them and are established in the truth you have. I consider it right, as long as I am in this bodily tent, to wake you up with a reminder, knowing that I will soon lay aside my tent, as our Lord Jesus Christ has also shown me, and I will also make every effort that you may be able to recall these things at any time after my departure. For we did not follow cleverly contrived myths when we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Instead, we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. For when he received honor and glory from God, the Father, a voice came to him from the majestic glory. This is my beloved son. I take delight in him. And we heard this voice when it came from heaven while we were with him on the holy mountain. So we have the prophetic word strongly confirmed. You will do well to pay attention to it as to a lamp shining in a dismal place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. First of all, you should know this. No prophecy of scripture comes from one's own interpretation because no prophecy ever came by the will of man. Instead, men spoke from God as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. Micah chapter 4. The Lord's rule from Zion restored. Micah chapter 4. In the last days, the mountain of the Lord's house will be established at the top of the mountains and, w- and will be raised above the hills. Peoples will stream to it and many nations will come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us about his ways, so we may walk in his paths. For instruction will go out of Zion, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He will settle disputes among many peoples, and provide arbitration for strong nations that are far away. 
they will be their swords into plows and their spears into pruning knives. Nation will not take up the sword against nation and they will never again train for war. But each man will sit under his grapevine and under his fig tree with no one to frighten him. For the mouth of the Lord of hosts has promised this, though all the peoples each walk in the name of their gods. We will walk in the name of Yahweh, our God, forever and ever. On that day, this is the Lord's declaration, I will assemble the lame and gather the scattered, those I have injured. I will make the lame into a remnant, those far removed into a strong nation. Then the Lord will rule over them in Mount Zion from this time on and forever. And you, watchtower for the flock, fortified hill of daughter Zion, the former rule will come to you. Sovereignty will come to daughter Jerusalem. Now, why are you shouting loudly? Is there no king with you? Has your counselor perished? So that anguish grips you like a woman in labor, writhe and cry out, daughter Zion, like a woman in labor, for now you will leave the city and camp in the open fields. You will go to Babylon. There you will be rescued. There the Lord will redeem you from the power of your enemies. Many nations have now assembled against you. They say, let her be defiled and let us feast our eyes on Zion. But they do not know the Lord's intentions or understand his plan that he has gathered them like sheaves to the threshing floor. Rise and thresh, daughter Zion, for I will make your horns iron and your hooves bronze so you can crush many peoples. Then you will set apart their plunder to the Lord for destruction, their wealth to the Lord of all the earth. Luke chapter 13. At that time, some people came and reported to him about the Galileans, whose blood Pilate had mixed with their sacrifices, and he 
responded to them, Do you think that these Galileans are more sinful than all Galileans because they suffered these things? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all perish as well. Or those 18 that the tower of Siloam fell on and killed, do you think they were more sinful than all the people who live in Jerusalem? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all perish as well. And he told his, and he told this parable, and he told this parable, and he told this parable, and he told this parable. A man had a fig tree that was planted in his vineyard. He came looking for fruit on it and found none. He told the vineyard worker, listen, for three years I have come looking for fruit on this fig tree and haven't found any. Cut it down. Why should it even waste the soil? But he replied to him, Sir, leave it this year also until I dig around it and fertilize it. Perhaps it will bear fruit next year. But if not, you can cut it down. As he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath, a woman was there who had been disabled by a spirit for over 18 years. She was bent over and could not straighten up at all. When Jesus saw her, he called out to her, Woman, you are free of your disability. Then he laid hands on her and instantly she was restored and began to glorify God. But the leader of the synagogue, indignant because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath, responded by telling the crowd, There are six days when work should be done. Therefore, come on those days and be healed and not on the Sabbath day. But the Lord answered him and said, Hypocrite, 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 hypocrites, don't each of you untie his ox or donkey from the feeding trough on the Sabbath and lead it to water. Satan has bound this woman a daughter of Abraham, for 18 years. Shouldn't she be untied from this bondage on the Sabbath day? When he had said these things, all his adversaries were humiliated, but the whole crowd was rejoicing over all the glorious things he was doing. 
He said, Therefore, what is the kingdom of God like, and what can I compare it to? It's like a mustard seed that a man took and sowed in his garden. It grew and became a tree, and the birds of the sky nested in its branches. Again, he said, What can I compare the kingdom of God to? It's like yeast that a woman took and mixed into 50 pounds of flour until it spread throughout the entire mixture. He went through one town and village after another, teaching and making his way to Jerusalem. Lord, someone asked him, are these, Lord, 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 someone asked him, are there few being saved? Lord, are there few being saved? He said to them, Make every effort to enter through the narrow door, because I tell you, many will try to enter and won't be able. Once the homeowner gets up and shuts the door, then you will stand outside and knock on the door, saying, Lord, open up for us. He will answer you. I don't know you or where you're from. Then you will say, we ate and drank in your presence and you taught in our streets. But he will say, I tell you, I don't know you or where you're from. Get away from me, all you workers of unrighteousness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth in that place when you see Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and all the prophets in the kingdom of God, but yourselves thrown out. They will come from the east and the west, north and the south, and recline at the table in the kingdom of God. Note this, some are last who will be first, and some are first who will be last. At that time, some Pharisees came and told him, Go, get out of here. Herod wants to kill you. He said to them, Go tell that fox, Look, I'm driving out demons and performing healings today and tomorrow. And on the third day, I will complete my work. Yet I must travel today, tomorrow, and the next day, because it is not possible for a prophet to perish outside of Jerusalem Jerusalem, Jerusalem, she who kills the prophets and stones, those who are sent to her. How often I wanted 
to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings. But you were not willing. See, your house is abandoned to you. And I tell you, you will not see me until the time comes when you say, He who comes in the name of the Lord is the Blessed One.